This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, the heroes infiltrate Skiergard. Engage all the senses. Sight, smell, sound. And embark on a campaign of stealth. Stealthily open the hatch. Sabotage. The giants need to be sick when the watchtower collapses and the stampede starts. And discovery. My name is Faraza Al-Sid, and I come bearing a message of warmth and hope. But out in the elements. Please. Carry me. One wrong step could spell their doom. Oh no. Oh no. No. Oh no. no. The adventure continues now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 143 of the Glass Cannon Podcast. It's me, Skid Maher, and I have a couple of things that I wanted to get off my chest. Before we get started, I wanted to announce, first of all, that our Patreon-exclusive Ruins of Aslan podcast is going to be dropping this Friday, February 23rd, um, for all of our $5 and up tier Patreon subscribers. If you pledge $5 a month to our Patreon, you will get that podcast exclusive as well as all of the other bonus content we've done up until now. And this time, for the first time, everyone who pledges will get, I know you've been clamoring for it, their own private RSS feed. So you can put it right into your podcast player, whatever you prefer, instead of streaming it through the Patreon website. Um, uh, however, I do have to let you know that if you share that feed, Patreon will notify us and you will be exiled from GCP Nation forever. And I believe one of the terms and conditions is that if you have any household pets, they will be sold for food. That's not our rule. That's their rule. Just wanted to let you know. But uh, you will be able to listen through it through your favorite podcast app. So that's pretty cool. And we are super excited about it. We've had a lot of fun playing it, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. I hope you do. But anyway, let's get down to this current episode of the Glass Cannon Podcast. Welcome to episode 143. As a GM, there are few things I dislike more than tracking things on the hour. (laughs) <laughs> let alone the day let alone the day such a pain in the ass you know but at the same time so important to really get you into the mindset of how this feels to the characters like altitude and call all right well another one well another one it can get it can get tedious i think in other games and instances i tend to hand wave it or i did in the past but it's so important and it can really uh mean the difference between living and dying and it should feel like that do you guys like dealing with that when you GM? It's a pain in the ass, but I I think Joe was saying earlier off air that it's it, it it helps to drive home, make you really feel the environment. Right. You know, it 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 it, it keeps it keeps you aware of it and it makes it real. It's yeah. part of the game mastery guide. They talk about the importance of reminding your players of the weather of the environment over and over and over again so that they can get out of the room that they're in and really know where they are. Engage all the senses. Sight, smell, sound. (laughs) 
And to me, honestly, last week, if you think back on it, it's pretty like the, those those hourly checks, especially when you can normally you can't re-roll a sense motive check, but right. it's usually because it's like more of an instantaneous interaction thing. But if you get the sense of doing weather checks and atmosphere checks every hour, it's like, all right, well, you're learning more each hour that you're right. watching. And, yeah. and maybe your, your roles, uh, you know, they could go either way. But if they do increase, you get the sense that you're learning more as you wait longer. And it really feels like a day if you break it up by the hour. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you failed that sense motive check twice, twice right, before yeah. you hit it. Imagine if it got dark and the DC went up and you failed it again. Like. You know some, that you could gain some intel here, but you're going to have to yeah, try go back tomorrow. To go, go back to camp. <laughs> Something's going on there, but I couldn't quite pinpoint it, you know? Yeah. I like you could that. Be, you don't, like, in that third hour, like, maybe you saw an actual fight break out. And, like, otherwise, it's just, like, there's, some, there's a lot of tension there. Could be sexual. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you can use that against them. Right. <laughs> let's, before we get into where we left off, let's just take a look at this map again. What information did you learn? Let's start at, you got the watchtower there and all the watchtowers that you could see. Most important piece of information there was clearly that frost giants don't have dark vision and they retire mm-hmm. in the evening from the watchtowers. And we think that this is mainly because they're not on high alert right now. So moving about closer to the camp at night is not so impossible anymore. You would think. One would think. Um, what do we learn about the lower camp? We learned that uh, there's a little tension, uh, but that the Frost Giants are really keeping it in, in line, uh, especially when it comes to any kind of violence. They're not letting any kind of violence really get to a head. But we also learned that it would behoove us to put them in a situation to escalate uh, one giant species against another uh, in, in that camp. And Skid noticed in the drawing, uh, this amazing drawing, the uh, symbols on the tents. So perhaps pitting those camps against each other somehow might help as well. In the upper camp, uh, you didn't learn too much until the end of the night when the lines started forming outside of that building. And Skid said, mess hall. Mess hall. Maybe. You don't know what the building is on the lower camp yet. And that's pretty much all you got from there. Moving to the center of the space. Uh, Sorry, we also got from there between the upper and lower camp. Oh, yes. Caves where the wolves are going in. And not coming back out, some of them. Right. And there's one that's large enough to fit huge creatures. Right. Three to fit large, one to fit huge. Wolves coming and going. Feyraza, on your way out, you flew over the middle of this uh, area here. There's another watchtower there. Actually, three watchtowers very close uh, to that area. But one watchtower, do you see, specifically overlooking this uh, depressed plateau that also has cave openings. There's digging equipment, perhaps mining equipment, is what Skid said, and two stone giants just killing humans for sport. Then you move up, and you saw these two buildings on water, on frozen ponds. Now, one of them wasn't in your, uh, you know, wasn't part of your recon, but the other one towards the east with the smoke coming out of the chimney just looks like a barn. They're producing something. Maybe it has something to do with the water. Why build it on a frozen lake? Above that, another longhouse. Not quite sure about that, but there was a double doors, large enough for frost giants to get in, and on the north side, a staircase leading in. Not to be confused with the other longhouse at the far, far north end 
of the camp next to what uh, Pembroke originally thought was some sort of temple, a much larger longhouse with people coming and going. Continuing north, of course, uh, continuing rather uh, east from there, you have the slave pen guarded by two frost giants, very poor living conditions, slaves just dying from cold starvation at will if they're not just being dragged off and eaten. Watchtower there, and then a statue with uh, of, a, of a frost giant, but kind of, uh, I can't remember how I described it, but the, it's beard and uh, it's Made being formed by ice, yeah. And it the closer cold, you flew to it, yeah. the colder it felt. And of course, the tilling of the fields outside of that building with the smoky chimney. There's one main road up, but as you can see, multiple ways to get in. Um, but you're pretty much can only get there from the south unless all of you are flying. And for those not looking at the map, I, I don't think we ever mentioned, uh, unless I just forgot, but that the slave pens are positioned in such a way that they are the absolute back farthest thing away from the entrance to the camp, from the, the, the direction we come. Right. So Why they're like the hardest, yeah, so that we can't just go free the slaves easily. Right. And also if a slave escaped... They'd have to it go through no the chance. whole camp. Right. The slaves have no chance. Yeah, the, the slaves are backed up against a hundreds of foot high ridge, yeah. sheer rock wall. So it's like, it is the, because we keep calling it, saying it's like a holiday card. And it's like, oh, it's such a pleasant, pretty scene. But then the closer you look, it's like, is that blood? And like, it just gets worse and worse, like the closer you get to it. It's is that like, an exploding slave? <laughs> um all sorts of weird stuff going on. Lork, you spent eight hours in a tree and gained some information. Feyraza, you flew about as an owl, gained some information. You come back to camp. It's nighttime. You didn't start a fire. That's what you told me before. Lork, roll a survival check. Uh, what is it in reference to? To tracks or weather? Or? It's in reference to tracks, but okay. not giant tracks. Tracks, but not giant tracks. Got it. Uh, 22. Maybe in your excitement coming down the mountain or your haste, you didn't think to conceal your own tracks coming back to camp. Uh, or maybe you did so you know, haphazardly, didn't really think about it. You didn't voice it to me is really what it comes down to. And so that made you... A little bit easier to track. However, the dice fell in your favor <laughs> by seven points on a D100. Ooh. There will be no random encounter. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> this evening. <laughs> okay. Had me scared there for but a second. Something to think about moving forward. I was thinking about that. Like, how, like if we were to set up camp in the, at a copse of trees covering because there's snow everywhere covering right. our tracks like back and forth like how we would manage that and, and also how easy it would be if we set up something we wanted the giants to fall into to leave tracks that they might follow like we could definitely get a patrolling guard to follow tracks into like a little trap we have laid for them. oh yeah sure. definitely thought of that yeah certainly yeah. possible but for this night this night at least you're safe you wake up the next morning I assume right now you must all feel, although maybe a little cold, pretty refreshed. Got all your HP. Um, yeah, and uh, getting out of the altitude, you know, helps that your breathing feels better, right. you feel stronger. 
But got to go back. Mm-hmm. We got to go back. Gotta go back. <laughs> All right. Talk to me about what you want to do. Talk to each other. You guys have shared this information with the group. What does Pembroke and Baron think about this information? I've been wanting as a player, not as Baron, for Faraza to come back and tell me about that statue because I've been wanting to do a knowledge relig role for the past week. Little knowledge <laughs> relig. All right. So she's describing it to you. You obviously can't see it, but you, you're thinking back into your studies. Uh, go ahead and roll a knowledge relig. 14. Nothing. You don't know. You don't quite I know. I describe it to Pembroke as well. Pembroke yeah. <laughs> the same. Pembroke actually listens. Um, 21. <laughs> nice. DC 20. Yes. It is a statue of Thremir. Thremir. Thremir is the god of the frost giants, mm. also known as the first Jarl. Yeah. So whoever erected this statue would make sense. Fits in a frost giant camp worshiping Thremir, the first Jarl. Yeah. Do we know if he got along with Minderhall? Like, are they friends or enemies? Like, is there any relation between the two of them that, that Pembroke might know? Uh, not off the top of your head, no. At best, you could remember it. Oh, yes, Thrymir. Thrymir. Well, it seems that this place is a, place, a holy place for, this, for the frost giants. There's some, some importance to them, much as Minderhall's valley was to the... To all of giant kind. Hmm. Hmm. Chaotic evil. Deity. Hmm. Unsurprising. He embraces the forces, embraces and embodies the forces of both chaos and wickedness. <laughs> <laughs> very, very interesting. So what do you think? It's good. You still you still want to go with your the, original plan? No, I don't know. I don't know now. <laughs> I'm very interested in this mess hall. I have to say, yeah. But I'm also very interested in. The, well, this. that if we could fly, a flying creature or person or persons could approach the mess hall from the the uh, sheer cliff side. There's nothing between. There is a guard tower watching, sitting right next to it, right above it. Yes, but not not not. Oh, that's true, yeah. Well, on both sides, really. But if it were nighttime... Two watchtowers, yeah. One Fair to the answer. north, one to the south. I have an idea. Could you possibly fly into the, sun. the slave pens? <laughs> Wild shape back into a human, disguising yourself as one of them, and get information from the slaves. Go up there with tattered clothes, no armor, there's only two giants outside, right? They're not in the pens. They might not see it. Sometimes they go in the pens. <laughs> Sometimes they go in the pens. <laughs> <laughs> and normal, normal. All right, I'm going to go play with my cat. <laughs> I could do this. I, would, uh, I do not have the ability to disguise myself magically. It would be of my own doing. Does she appear like very not human when you, when like if a giant was just looking at her in a group, in a group of people, when she has her head scar- scarf on, she looks human, but without it, she does not. She has, and she's not going to have a headscarf on. Slave wearing a headscarf. Yeah. Did we start hey. handing out headscarfs? Just like, <laughs> hey, you. hey, Ralph, get over here. <laughs> Steve. Um, she could stay as an animal. Uh, oh, and she can talk to them, right? Yes. Oh, that would be interesting. You could say that you're like a magical beast that's come to help them. Yeah, exactly. But they must keep the secret. 
<laughs> I will could... give you three wishes. Well, I mean, imagine how much they know about the caves, about right. what's going on in the caves, the mining. That's true. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, and also like what giants fight with what giants and stuff like that. They probably mm. have tons of information. Yeah. I was also thinking I could, as on my flyover, I could drop a couple insect spies into one of the buildings. Oh, uh, can you do that? Yeah, why not? Oh, that'd be cool. I can, I can, I can produce two, two beetles. Two spy beetles? Two spy beetles. That's awesome. I wow. As long as they can return to me, I can talk to them. These are flying beetles, I presume. Presumably. And they're, of course, hardened against the cold and the altitude. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, beetles are notoriously pretty, uh, pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many number one hits did they have? I will say that the, looking at this map again, and I've just been pouring over it, we haven't uncovered all of it yet. So the thing I really want to sabotage, and I hope we get more info on as we get up there, is that pen of what looks like mammoths. Because I think if we cause a mammoth stampede <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> through yeah. the camp. Oh, oh yeah. God, that's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Just set that, just set that pen on fire and then, and then yeah. play a waiting game. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. You know that these slaves are um, meaningful to them, but also meaningless. As food supplies go scarce, the slaves become the food. And you've seen them just be toyed around with as well. Who's to say, if Shiel still lives, she won't be the next one eaten or being used as target practice. So it's not like there's a clock or anything on you, but I would think... You'd want I've, to I've thought I make taking actions. Yeah, I've thought a lot about this, and as much as Lork is really obsessed with finding her and and meeting her, he, I mean, he knows what he's looking at is absolute suicide, and would help no one mm-hmm. just going in without as much information as possible. Um, but he does want to put a priority on trying to get, even if it's just a few of them, some slaves out as part of maybe a nightly incursion into camp. If there was a way to sneak a few slaves out, they might not notice, and maybe we can get some information. I don't know. Right. Out to where is the challenge, though? Yeah, I mean, they might even die just trying to trek back down the mountain. Even if we got them out, they're so weakened and malnourished. And I think, I think slaves should be, freeing the slaves is around the bottom of our list because we have to, I think we have to manage the giants before we can even... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally understand that too. Well, well and, and the dragon Noxima, what, what was the name? Noxima was that it? Or Nox, Nox, Noximara? Noximara. <laughs> Noximara, of course. Noximara. There you go. Noximara. Let us know that they're independent people, giants. So they'll they'll disperse after we kind of take down the camp. So I would think out of the list of things we can sabotage, the food source should be among the last. Yeah, that's a good point. So we start on something else besides anything that messes with their food to keep the slaves safe. Well, everything that we've been talking about, to me, it sounds like all these great ideas that all somehow need to happen at the same time. Mm. Like, like yeah. the giants need to be sick when the watchtower collapses and the stampede starts <laughs> and we need to be in a position to get <laughs> to the slaves. You know what I mean? So it's like, how do we plan it? Uh, can we do it so that we can, you know, hit... hit hit the C4 and then it all goes off at the same time? Well, or you would probably think it's impossible to do such a yeah. thing. But I think we best, need, you can get a couple dominoes to fall. But how to do it We need a without, lot more intel. Yeah, I think so intel. too because without, how do you do it without uh, rousing any suspicion? I think it's possible to kill a giant, you know, outside the camp, try to fight the patrol. But if the patrol disappears or they find bodies, whoom, all of a sudden, yeah. high alert. 
for the next several days. I think we need to stay off the radar for at least a couple more days and find out more. Well, then why don't we head up and set up camp in the cops trees? And from there, that can be our base of operations. If we need to when we decide what we want to do as we form our idea of the order. Okay. I'm just hoping that all these buildings will have giant air ducts like in Metal Gear Solid. We can just hide in whenever a giant almost catches us. Is that going to happen, Troy? I don't want to ruin it for you, Okay. All right. <laughs> well, if there are ducts, they will be giant-sized. Yes. They'll be giant ducts. Um, we will also, I know you have that life bubble, but we will also be all fatigued mm-hmm. for the entire time that we're at that camp until it's 30 days. I mean, I'll cast Endure Elements communal to get us through a little while, but... And know. Endure Elements works for altitude? No. no. Yeah. That just helps, helps with the cold. Um, okay. Let me ask you this. You're going to go up there at some point. How many hours do you want to spend up there? Or are you going to stay overnight up there? We're talking about staying overnight up there. Hmm. About camping. We're talking, but about, I mean, with we're talking the, about staying for 30 days. We're talking about moving in. <laughs> yeah, but with the cold, it, it, that means we could take non-lethal damage all night long. Yeah, you could. And the check keeps wake going up. up. Yeah. No, I guess with the cold, I would do endure elements to get us through the night. Okay. okay. How many hours can you do that for? 24 hours split amongst, you know, whatever. And it's a Four l- people. Second, second level spell. So I can cast it a couple times. So, you know. I mean, I, I get, like, like with anything, I'm cutting down my number of spells. But like so you'll you only take, do it four hours at a time, so you can only give them eight hours if you could do it twice. Yeah. So she'll take the fourth watch, and before Farasa goes to bed, she can cast it on everyone again. Hmm. Some tricky math, but you would survive a night. <laughs> One night. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Well, should we go up there at night? I mean, I yes. think I think we should do a keep the camp here and do one intel search I- at night. Mm. Just when the watchtower's down, maybe Lork would be comfortable sneaking a little closer mm-hmm. to the actual watchtower itself. Maybe even climb it, see what's in it, you know, sure. and then get back out and leave, you know, um, not necessarily do anything to it. Um, Another, I don't know. Another question I have, if combat pops up, you can be quiet. Faraza can be kind of quiet. Do I have a couple potions of oil of silence, and I have my giant's bang crossbow, but is anyone else capable of casting silence on us so we can stay at least auditorially concealed should unneeded combat arise? No, I, I have invisibility, but I don't uh, – yeah, yeah, that's it. And also, our, you can't cast spells if you're, you're silenced, right? Right. Neither can I. Right. Well, then, do spells make noise? I mean, certainly, we if we set something on fire, people see that, but – I mean, yeah. you have to say a word, but like you can do it quietly. Yeah. You see, I don't think a fire is such a bad idea as long as we're able to conceal the source. And especially if it starts out small, then like we might be able to see how they react. You know, we might be able to see who's in charge of emergency services or whatever and get a sense of that without raising too much suspicion. It could just be, oh, you know, fire broke out. Um, I don't know. Tough. Do you have a safe way of getting up there? Uh, well, have you decided on going to that copsy trees? Are you thinking about something else? Now? We're thinking about one night of something else. Mm-hmm. One night of utilizing the non uh, watchtower uh, when the watchtowers are not occupied to get even closer mm-hmm. to the camp to what? see what we can see. But it's also night, so it's why harder to see. Why don't we take a s- step one? Why don't we try to infiltrate that watchtower and see, it, like, and you know, and to see if anyone comes back overnight? Otherwise, that can be a, a place to to hide for the moment and then, you know, gain intel from there. Mm-hmm. And I could try to sabotage uh, the, the skyrocket. Sky mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that idea of just, just sabotaging the skyrocket because most likely they're not going to check it every day to make sure it works. 
you know <laughs> yeah. but it's, not, it's not like a not like a fire extinguisher finding a way for like Faraza <laughs> there's a little tag hanging off it <laughs> Bill Ten seventeen. <laughs> eventually, though, eventually, though, when we need to escape or get the slaves out of there, having Faraza like turn into a bird, fly over, and cast Ember Spark on like the edge of a skyrocket on the other side of camp would be a great distraction. Totally. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, let's do let's do one more night. So we we wake up in the morning that day. We can talk out these plans, and I think maybe that evening we could do a little incursion and and see. You know, just be very careful. Just try to go maybe just a little bit into camp um, and, uh, and and check out the watchtower. And also, we would get a better look at the overnight of the camps, of the lower camp from the watchtower. So we could see if there's patrols in the camp or if they all just sleep at night in the tents. Yeah, I, I wish we'd been able to see if those trolls go through the camp, too, because I'm just concerned about the scent ability that the direwolves probably have. Yeah. I just... Uh, Found a druid spell called Create Drug. Yeah. Whoa. So we could drug certain guards. Hmm. We could leave drugged food. Or if we see if they have something that they would drink, we could drug their water like up, up in the guard towers. Hmm. Wow. Cool. So many options. Yeah. I can create a lot of drugs, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Opium is one of them. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. Man. You're just going to move some. into this camp and become the drug dealer. You're going to become a drug kingpin. <laughs> hey, bird. uh all right so what's the plan uh at least lork and baron sure anybody else i'll go all right you want to i think we should all go i think we should all go i think i think we might need pembroke if things get out of hand yeah uh i will have to be invisible to get up there i'm not very stealthy but well that's the thing is i think lork is pretty confident that you can do it without being super stealthy because nobody's watching right now on the outer rim of camp I think it's. A, I think we might be okay. Okay. That, then they that don't have dark vision. Tower. Yeah, just that first watchtower. It's pretty isolated, and you have to imagine they're not going to be practicing at night in the lower camp, which is the closest thing to it. And I'll and I'll fly cover. You know, I can keep an eye out and make sure no one's approaching. Could you also, Faraza, do your friend Baron a tiny favor? Uh, would you be able to cast Cat's Grace on me? Just give me a little boost on the old stealth. Um, I can, but that cuts down on my ability to cast into your elements. What well, only lasts oh. for a couple of minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, never mind. You got to just do it, man. All right. I mean, Lord can also, you. we can get to close to the watchtower, and then Lord can cover the last couple hundred yards solo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give you the like, all clear sign. Exactly. I like that. And, I, you know, I'm just terrified with book four that there's going to be a chapter turning on my die rolling. That maybe I'll start rolling like Joe. It's time to pay the piper. Oh, time has no. come, burger. For your fall from grace. You've flown too close to the sun. All right, so you're going to make your way up the mountain. You wait until, uh, you know, just about nightfall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we start up three hours before nightfall. Mm-hmm. So, so right around the time that uh, last night the frost giant left, we want to be sort of getting close to arriving. Totally. So now... Uh, Pembroke and Baron, you guys start feeling the things that Lork was feeling right, as he made right. his ascent. Getting a little colder, getting a little headier. Oh, um, but three hours pass. Yes. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, it's uh, too late. You're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> Baron is just at the back covering up tracks as he goes. He's probably fashioned like a series of branches that he drags behind him in order to automatically cover up our tracks. Oh, I like that. Maybe survival. Faraza leaves no steps, no tracks. Also, oh, Lork leaves no ability. tracks. As an he elf leave no tracks in his favorite terrain. Oh. He leaves no tracks unless he wants to. Ah, uh, Druid, a Druid yeah. has yeah, same thing with Druid. It's trackless step. 
that negates what cool. I said at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> well, I didn't know it until I, you, as you were saying it, I was like, something seems wrong about this. And then I went back level three, favorite terrain. Oh, it's, it's good it's to in know. The Certainly small covering print. Baron and Pembroke steps will be important. Yeah. Because it'll look fishy. Who, who are these two people? Right. Um, <laughs> three hours later, you get to the top. Everyone roll. One to two fortitude save. Let's start with the cold. Everybody roll DC 15 fortitude save oh, against the cold. There's no way I'll make this. All right, pass that. 30. Oh, I did actually make it. Pass. Everybody make yeah. Now, remember to add the plus five. Yes. Faraz, are you uh, a bird? A bird. I'm okay. currently a bird. So, um, Baron, Pembroke, and Lork roll altitude. Altitude. Okay. Uh, pass. Pass, okay. Pass. That's my first altitude. Uh, DC 15? Mm-hmm. Fail. Fail. Baron? Pass. Pass. All right, so Pembroke. You just add the fatigued. Well, Lork was up here yesterday. Which isn't going to be too bad for Pembroke. He's already weak and old. Strength and dex are not your bread and butter, right? Yeah, but he becomes encumbered. It lowers his AC. Yeah, my my movement. His stealth. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's something to to think about. You're bringing an old man up this mountain who is just like back to health. So Peraza is like wheezing. He's like, (gasps) take it slow, Pembroke. Take it slow. Sorry. You may need to do something to keep him, you know, yeah. up to full strength. Well, do you want to do that life bubble? Please, carry me. Well, it's too late now. <laughs> carry me all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it too late? Is it- Actually, if he's fatigued and you cast a life bubble, will he get unfatigued in an hour? Or um, well, Talk to me about life bubble. You surround the touch creature with a constant and movable one-inch shell of tolerable living conditions. <laughs> wow. Oh, that, that sounds like my apartment in New York. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this, this is tolerable. You're tolerable. I, I can, I can, man, I can, uh, it's okay. It's this right. shell enables the subjects to breathe freely, even underwater or in a vacuum, as well as making them immune to harmful gases and vapors. So, so I think. Right. That, you should have totally done that before you came up the mountain. Yep. But two days in a row, you've forgotten. Do you want to cast it on the this remaining This is mage people? armor all over again. How long does it last? <laughs> Two hours a level. So I've, oh. got, I've got 16 hours. Wow. Do, do you, you want to cast it on Lork and I? Or do you only have one spell worth? It's I've not got, communal, I've right? got one. Yeah, it's a fourth level spell. So it's my max. I can prepare oh. more tomorrow. Hour one, Pembroke is fatigued. Everybody else is okay. And no one took cold damage yet. Yes. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> You're there. You know where the tower is. Yep. What do you want to do? I want to first do a perception check to see if that frost giant is gone. Okay. And Faraza will, will do a, a perception check as she's, as she's kind of in the air to see if there's anybody moving on the air. Okay. Uh, 29. 29 for Lork. 32. 32. Watchtower is empty. All right. Unless there's someone inside the hut. The hut at the base. No, the hut at the top. At the top. Of the, the hut base. at the top. There's a hexagonal platform with a hut Do there the appear to be windows in the hut? There do not. <laughs> Let me okay. make sure of that. It's good to have on a watchtower. But I'm pretty a sure. windowless hut. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one was clearly made by the ogres. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to see. Uh, all right, there's one window. <laughs> it overlooks uh, the beautiful entrance to Skiergar. <laughs> Faraza, uh, who is a snow bunting. Oh, oh I, I good Googled, choice. I Googled uh, winter cold weather birds. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, and being from Osiria, she's obviously seen uh, all these creatures and yeah. is familiar with them. And also the, very popular in the Dominican Winter League. Yes, uh, bunting. Snow, snow bunting. Snow bunting yeah. <laughs> uh, she, they're from, they're, they breed on the high Arctic, high Arctic tundra, so I figured I was good. Okay. Um, I figured there'd be a list. These are the animals you can be. <laughs> any, it's anything with the animal sub... Anything with the animal... 
type. Yeah, there is not a list. Thompson's gazelle. Any animal. Do a Thompson's gazelle next. (laughs) (laughs) Put it on the list. Um, Okay, so Peraza is going to, you know, as a little bird, she's going to land on a perch right on the railing of the watchtower and Mm -hmm. peek in through the window. Peek in through the window. Empty. Okay. <laughs> it's one it's one caca for empty. So Lork is like, I'm going. And is that then one caca and, 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 uh, <laughs> Look at Paul Revere over here with the cacas. I heard four. Land. There were definitely four cacas. Am I crazy? <laughs> the code is one caca for empty. I think it was an echo. I don't know. <laughs> what do we do? Uh Lork is gonna uh sneak up there. Attempt to. All right. So he's going to cover the ground between the tree where he had climbed and the watchtower now, which obviously, I don't know how far it is. You're coming up around this other path to try and get it. Yeah, exactly. Instead of going all the way up south and coming back down towards the tower. Right. But he he needs to be in a place where Baron can see him. So if he gets there, he can have some sort of signal. You guys could very easily. The coast is clear. um, You know, that's doable because they're on a How far is it, ballpark? From where? A A couple hundred yards or? From where to where? Um, from the edge of the tree line and the ridge there up and around to the actual watchtower, that open ground. Uh, 200 feet. Oh, yeah. oh okay. But so it's if not you that. move in a straight line, you're moving around because you can't go up that ridge. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so all right. 200 feet is a crow, crow, crow flies, but probably 500. All As there. the snow button. So we'll need, to do it, we'll need to do it by when the curve in the bend happens, where I would lose sight of him as he goes around. So I'll meet him at the junctures of like the curve. Right. And at this point in the night, you, both, you all could go up there pretty safely. But if you wanted to go from there to the tower, that's where you're going to be in Got it. eyesight. I wouldn't do that during the day with all of you um, because there's just too, many, too much th- stuff going on here at target practice they might see people over this ridge from the lower camp all right let's do this stealth it up lork come on lork he's very excited because he used to think he could do this stuff for the past year or so and he wasn't able to pull it off and now uh with his new form he's much better at it he uh, also didn't have feet yes <laughs> the longest time. Uh, that, that is was a, an impediment to stealth that's a 29 <laughs> with a 29. left track then yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you get up to the base of the tower where the ramp is oh and you God. look up and I mean this tower is huge you think so back to nervous. the towers of True Now yeah. and they're nothing I mean they look like child's playthings compared to this see the ramp that turns into steps that leads right up into the middle of the hut now there's a tent at the bottom there is a tent can I look in the tent or is it sealed like is it uh, it's sealed you can look in it <laughs> oh, oh, don't do man. it don't do it uh, alright I'm gonna climb the tower as stealthily as possible rolling over that stealth get up there there's a hatch leading into the tower itself <sighs> uh, hatch stealthily hatch. open the hatch is there a sign that says Sloman shield out front is, it, <laughs> is there a security system no but the numbers <laughs> numbers 418 do you remember this yeah I do remember that one uh, it's an oldest code sir but it checks out <laughs> I was uh, about to clear them <laughs> I was about to clear them you open the hatch and enter a watchtower. Oh no! Oh no! No! He's it's a, a map. combat map. Oh no! No! Let me just put out this map here. Wait a minute! How did you already know we were going to go in the watchtower? There's tonight? eleven of them. I got to get this map ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You do have a s- stack of maps over there. Oh, this is huge. That is a big watchtower. I know. When I picture these things, I'm picturing like. Uh, like a Vietnam camp watchtower, a right? Human-sized like one watchtower. guy or two guys could walk around in. Yeah, you crow's could, nest. Yeah, you could have uh, an industry function. In the I'm yeah, telling totally you, it was big. Um, <laughs> we could have a glass cannon con in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Uh, all right. So you're inside of there. There is no one inside of the hut. All right. What's in the hut? 
What's in the heart? What's in the heart? Pretty Baron. Not you. Baron with an E. He's beautiful. He's beautiful. It's a pretty Baron. <laughs> oh, it's Hardy Baron. He's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful hair. He's pretty. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, uh, there's a hooded lantern and a chamber pot. Ah. Oh. I inspect that thoroughly. Yeah. <laughs> Call back. Call back. Um, that's all. A set of double doors. Well, actually, no, it's just a, a large door. Uh, for you, it would be double doors, but it's just one large door leading out to the platform proper. Uh, okay. Um, he's going to do a perception check just kind of around the area he's going to walk to make sure he doesn't step on anything that would make any extra noise or make sure there's no, mm-hmm. I don't know, traps, tripwires, anything like that. Uh, that's, uh, I'm going to go with 26 because I'm going to say it's not giant related. Or not giants. Just looking around the yeah. room itself. I mean, nothing. You probably think they just come in here to rest. If there's multiple people on patrol, maybe one stays in, one stays out, and they switch. Really? There's no tolls. There's no... Nothing. Besides the lantern. Nothing. Wow. Okay. Um, all right, then he's going to make his way out uh, of the door, uh, out onto the platform. Out the door. Again, staying low to stay under the wall. But, sure. You know. Uh, to go out onto the platform and signal that he's up there to Baron. So cool! It just visualizes. Yeah, really, I like, can picture your eyes. It visualizes. You could definitely. You guys all are tuned on there now. Not all of you have dark vision, but uh, those of you can can see Lord come out onto this huge platform. Hello, my friend. There's only two things out on <laughs> the, the bird. The bird platform. says <laughs> she's she's already up there sitting on the window. Uh, there's a huge stone bench to the south. Okay. See that? Yep. And then there's the skyrocket tied to like the northeastern railing. Uh, okay, so he is going to first look at the lower camp, the peek over the wall at the lower camp, and just see what kind of activity is going on there. Is there anyone ranging out from that camp or any patrols that might happen to catch Baron and, and uh, Pembroke just as they start walking across? Roll a perception check. Can Faraza do that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 38. 38. Whoa. 38. Ooh, 38 brothers. <laughs> 38 uh, special. You do not see any patrols around the lower camp. Everyone is starting to line up for dinner. Oh, okay. All right, dinner time. Supper time. So that means the lower camp kind of empties out at dinner time, and they go to the upper camp There's to still eat. some people there, but not as many as there are during the day. The ones on a diet. Everyone's going up there. Yeah, the ones that are... I'm trying to make way up. The whole 30. The whole 30 giants, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm assuming there are some wrestlers that have to make weight. Right. right. Yeah, right. yeah. Just guys spitting in buckets. <laughs> Gotta weigh in at noon. Eating a carrot. <laughs> no, just uh, sucking on the carrot. All right, yeah. Lork comes up from above the, the, the railing. Looking uh, over back towards the bend. Just picture this. Yep. Beautiful peeks house. over and he just... <laughs> Ryan Gosling. He just yeah. waves. And, and you see the brim of Baron's new winter hat, like peeking around the corner of a rock. And he sees with his dark vision. And he turns to Pembroke and says, Pembroke, are you all right to make it with me or would you like to wait here? This is awesome. Uh, I, I, think, I think I can make it. I think I'm all right. All right. Well, I'll lead the way, all right? Yes, fine. With a... Uh, MFing 20 on the stealth check. 20. Uh, Pembroke, do you want to even attempt a stealth? I'll attempt. I'll see. Just for Baron's this. obviously going to be carrying the, the weight of this stealth. So Just for the sake of comedy. Six. Six. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, imagine, I, I bet you, you Pembroke's like, yeah, I'm fine. And you're bringing him up, and he's like falling a little bit, falling yeah. to his stumbling. He's, like, <laughs> he's probably getting Breathing faint. Heavy. He's no. probably getting faint. Yeah. yeah. And But you get him to the base of the tower. You drag him up there, and you guys picked a perfect time to do so. 
and you're able to go up the ramp, up the stairs, and into the hut. Awesome. I'm picturing so, the shot of Carl Reiner in Ocean's Eleven when he's like rappelling down the elevator shaft. <laughs> <and> he's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So Lork is gonna. Lork wants to show Baron where the skyrocket is. And, and before Lork takes him over to the skyrocket, he gives Lork an elbow in his new taller ribs. And he says, <laughs> "I can see my house from up here." <laughs> and walks over to the skyrocket to inspect very it. chipper for this yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Baron would like to inspect the skyrocket with uh, he could do knowledge engineering uh, whatever you knowledge like fireworks roll. yeah you have knowledge fireworks maybe your fisherman check will come yeah in. please <laughs> craft alchemy uh, yeah I would do an alchemy check alright the same as my knowledge engineering Oh Ooh, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! Twenty fizzo, twenty fizzo. Okay, so you need which number is that? Wait, what is that? <laughs> That's twenty four. Oh, <laughs> I was like, could, be, could go a lot of ways. <laughs> I, I knew twenty four. I never thought twenty five. Um, You've never been more in sync. <laughs> <laughs> it was that hey, trip to Malibu. Guys, we've, been, we've been looking at real estate in Malibu, and it seems more affordable than ever. We're looking at a timeshare. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that you guys. Thanks for global that. warming to really lower the price of uh, bungalows. <laughs> it needs to be lit. By a tinder twig, mm-hmm. and once it's lit, you know it's gone, and it would signal, you know, the whole area. Can we disable it? Can we pour water on it? Absolutely. Let's pour some water, but, on but in I such a way s- that it's not obvious, yeah, sure. visible. I would imagine, yeah. So Maybe you could take the uh, gunpowder out of it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, could you like open it? Yeah, can disable I pull it, it from the inside and could put I pull it back? out? Can I pull out my hand axe and just go? Yeah, tell like me what kind of check you want to roll. Explain me. Explain to me why you want to do it. So I'd like to use a, a sleight of hand check. Perfect. That's what I wanted you to, to use. To <laughs> use uh, my hope knife from okay. True Now. Ooh, okay. That's uh, just soaking in meaning right now. What's happening? And uh, would like to do the smallest cut possible. And what he's going to do is he's going to get the. It's going to get some bullets for Baron out of here for free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's getting awesome. greedy. He's going to get his alchemical paper and wax that he uses to make his alchemical cartridges with, and he's just going to go one, two. And um, I, I have a bandolier. I could possibly like have a little leather pouch underneath yeah, in case yeah. I need to move away to catch the rest of it. All right, go ahead and roll sleight of hand. We never get to roll sleight of hand. Fifteen. Fifteen. All right, so... You, you make kind of a rough cut in there. You wish you had been a little more precise, but you feel pretty confident if someone tried to light it, it wouldn't go off. And I have 300 more bullets? Is that what it is? You actually lose four bullets <laughs> in the process. <laughs> they fell out of your pocket. <laughs> fell out while you were <laughs> Should have rolled higher on the slide, eh? The giant, the giant comes up the next day, like, looks at the shell casings, like, picks them up with a pen. <laughs> what are these? What are these? Someone get uh, a photographer in here. I'll take this down to ballistics. Folded <laughs> <laughs> pieces of paper. One, two, three, four, seven, eight. <laughs> Rookie giant comes up and starts throwing up. That's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Listen, Troy, if skier guards... <laughs> the bullets match the defendant's gun. <laughs> Cross giant court. If, uh, if skier guard stays this much fun, Troy, this is going to be a blast this of a book. Be a, I told you this would be a great book. <laughs> yeah. All right, now you've disabled this skyrocket, this firework. But what's the plan? The plan is just to get out of here for now. It was just to see uh, what was in here, if there was any weaponry or armor inside of mm-hmm. here. Um, and then we we did this just you know in in the event that we get seen at some point in the near future and somebody tries to fire this off it shouldn't fire off 
and we'd buy us a few rounds to maybe try to execute that giant or something. Can Baron do a knowledge engineering check to see if there's a way that we can sabotage the standing of the tower itself so that it might fall at some yeah. point? Sure. Uh, roll, roll knowledge engineering. 16. You don't think you have the time to do it. Those poles that uh, holding up the structure are as thick as tree trunks. What if I were to magically alter them? Uh, what are you thinking? Warp wood. Warp wood. Talk to me about warp wood. So basically I can... You cause wood to warp, to bend and warp, permanently destroying its straightness, form, and strength. A warp door, for example, springs open or becomes stuck. A boat or ship springs a leak. Warped range weapons are useless. Did you read the target of the spell? The target is one small wooden object per level. However, you're allowed to... So like a medium object, a medium object counts as two small objects. A large object is four. A huge object is eight, etc. So... I mean, one. I would say, what's one strut? You know, a huge object, maybe. Sure. So, if we warp one strut, would that be enough? Like when a giant put their weight, put you know, put giants on this tower, it might um, not fall completely. Six. But. Uh, you you know, if you were to do, can we do a engineering check to see which? You already rolled your engineering check, but I could do one structural <laughs> for, for structural info on which ones we should target. Sure. I mean, they're all equally holding it up. Well, here's the thing. I don't know that we have to go down this road right now because I really don't think we should do this right now. Anyway, like have the tower collapse tomorrow. Well, I, like they might think it's an accident and they'll just start rebuilding it. You know, I, I think that we should save it till uh, for a moment when like it'll really be a distraction for something we're doing. I was say it could be a, it could be a way to draw people to a particular tower, right? Like if they exactly. have to repair it, they have to send a crew there, right? So we can keep thinking about using it. I All just don't right. think we should use it tonight. I'll tell you what, if, if you had another way to deal with one of the other poles right next to it, and when I say poles, I mean trees, then you'd feel pretty confident. You feel pretty confident you could take out one. It's going to make an unstable structure. If you can take out the one next to it on either side, that thing will fall the minute a giant gets up there. So if I cast this spell twice, we could make it collapse. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep that in our back pocket. Probably. Then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love um, this wind. Sirens yeah, yeah, this yeah. great. This is mountaintop portal. <laughs> there's yeah. so many other cool sounds that we can't use yet because there's no portal here, but it'd be awesome. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds I need of everybody stuff. to roll another round of cold fortitude checks. Nah. <laughs> the second hour. Pass. <clears throat> Pass. DC 16. Pass. 19. All right. 19. Got now it. roll for... Doing are you scared you don't have to roll for altitude? Just Baron and uh, Sir Lork. <laughs> Sir Lord. Fail. Fail. All right, so you're both Officially fatigued. fatigued. All right, it so caught all up with us. three of you are fatigued. It only took two hours this time. It's yeah. colder at night. Yep. Um, although that's his altitude, that's so altitude. it makes a difference. It's higher at night. It's higher at night. <laughs> well, you are at the top of the tower. Um, <laughs> yeah, that extra <laughs> 50 feet, like, we had huge difference. Like, oh, God, I'm so I'm winded. I'm uh, going to fall off this thing if I don't get down. <laughs> Troy, you are clearly a climber. <laughs> An extra 20 feet. I'm trying to justify your failure. <laughs> um, all right. What do you want to do? You've been, you've been up here two hours. You're going on a third hour. Uh, Pembroke's in bad shape. Baron and Lorica are starting to feel the altitude sickness. I mean, you're fatigued, but no one is hurt. What do you want to do here? You've sabotaged a skyrocket. It'd be great yeah, if eventually really. we could sabotage all of those around the whole camp. Yeah. yeah. One by one, just sabotage each other. Yeah, I don't see why we couldn't. But then that would take away the possibility of setting one off as a false alarm, too. Good point. Well, all but one. Yeah, all but one. The one we <laughs> want to set off as a false alarm. All right. Um, hmm. I mean, I think we got to get out of here. You think so? I mean, yeah, I think, I think that that's, a, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I just wanted to see if there was any other, any new intel we could get while we were here. 
I've only been here left. a couple hours. Uh, why, yeah. don't, why don't we... Uh, it's a I take you three hours to get up here, so... Do we have... Oh, a, oh, I'm sorry. I have an idea. Why don't we just go up the main road towards the watchtower at the end of that road? We have every reason to believe that would be empty, too. We can I check can it from check far... It out. Yeah, you can check it out. And we could do the same exact thing to that one tonight and just, like, get both of those done. Grant, what were you thinking? I was thinking that perhaps from this vantage point, a little bit higher, even though it's a little bit further away than where Lork was in the tree... Um, but because we're on the other side of that ridge, perhaps we could get some more info uh, about what's going on with that huge cave creature or the huge cave uh, area next to the three normal size caves. Ah, what's oh. going on with that? Yeah, if there's cave. any more movement with maybe they're dinural am- animals, perhaps they're nocturnal, who knows? So to get, cl- like, let's say you want to actually get physically closer to there. I don't know if that's possible for you right now. Uh, there's another watchtower, which you would assume is unmanned. And that, but that's in the north, lower camp. The lower camp. And you say there's still a few giants there's hanging still a around. a few giants meandering around. And then there's that building, which you don't know quite what's going on in there. Um, you want to try to do the thing in the camp, the, the slave camp tonight? Or is that a later project? Let's start a fight. No, go get info. Start a fight amongst the slaves. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> that's right. uh, yeah, no, I think that's a What's great the thing point to do of that? Tonight. Let's direct our energies against the slaves. Like, <laughs> we can head down <laughs> while you're getting the info. <laughs> Yeah, I don't meet you. There's a fight in the slave <laughs> <day>. We'll <laughs> take out all those slaves yet. Kill them all. You know what would be a great distraction for the giants? If we cast a fireball in the middle of the slave camp. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, you know, we did talk about cutting off their supply lines. That's they're, true. We, That's their cutting off their food. food. Yeah. Um, free barbecue. <laughs> going back we to what so twisted. Um, Baron or Grant said about those caves, if that lower tower is unoccupied like this one, it is not impossible for you to get to those caves or even that lower building at night. Now. It's not impossible. It will require Are there dozens help. of giants still in the lower camp, or are there like two? No, there's like maybe a baker's dozen. So 13. Yes. <laughs> baker's. So more than two. Well, I would be confident in myself or uh, Feyraza trying it. It's super risky, though, because I'm fatigued now. Why don't we make that tomorrow night's mission, and I'll make sure to, pe- to cast a bunch of life bubbles before we do it. That way we, That's we a can, good idea. We yeah. can actually, like, Pembroke actually can be... Not fatigued. Not fatigued. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Why don't you try to do the slave pen thing tonight? That doesn't require energy. It, it just requires charm. Should we try to <laughs> should we try to take out the other main road tower as you suggested? Yeah, we can split her. up and do that. So yeah. why don't you go to the tower, fly to the tower, and you have a call if it's unoccupied, <laughs> and then you fly over to the slave camps. Why we? Well, Baron and uh, Pembroke and I go to that tower. All right, and I will meet you back at our base camp. Yes. All right. In one hour, it will take much longer. <laughs> one hour. <laughs> if I'm not gone, if I'm not back in one hour, you come back and get me. <laughs> Luckily, we don't have to actually track the hours because our GM doesn't like doing it. So yeah, I'm tracking the hours. You're two going into three here. Um, so you want to climb. So Lork, Pembroke, and Baron want to climb down and make their way up this road to go to the watchtower on the east that is kind of secluded. It, it basically overlooks that um, pen. Uh, not pen. It basically overlooks that area where the stone giants were throwing rocks at targets. But there are f- other towers that are cl- three towers, in fact, that are much closer there. This one is basically guarding that road yeah. leading into camp, uh, the southern road. So you want to head there while Feyraza flies to the slave pen. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to stop stop and make sure it's empty. She's going to fly to the tower first to take a peek in the hut, just like she did on this one. Fly up there. Appears to be empty. And, and no patrols, right? Did she see any patrols? Well, there might be a patrol on that main road. No. Roll a um, perception check. And Lork's going to do it, too. He's watching that road. Mm-hmm. Uh, 31. 31. 31. That is crazy. That's a little weird. 30, 238s, 231s. Um, there are patrols. You can see them. Uh, Feyraza, you see some leaving camp as well as going around the camp. Ooh. But there are none on that road right now. But do they walk that road and they walk past us or? or? Yeah, I mean, you have time to make it to that tower before that happens. But okay. you would think there's no reason they wouldn't. That's the way out of camp. With all urgency, Faraza goes. Kaka. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And so Lork is then going to, we're all going to hustle. Lork's going to range ahead. All right. Uh, stealth Lork. 34. 34. Wow. Thank um, you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Gerald Ford died today at the senseless age of 84. <laughs> you, you make your way up uh, the road. Um, roll a perception check. 29. 29. I'm sorry, 39. 39. That's a big difference. Yeah, I'm not used to it being that high. Sorry. From the direction of where Feyraza heard the stone giants, you just hear like crashing of wood splintering. Huh. So are they still practicing and hurting people? Do I hear screams? Or you don't hear screams. You just hear wood being splintered, and that's off in the distance. But you've got to be... O- off to the left where that hole... Off to the, the left where that where depressed the, plateau yeah. is. But you've got a beeline now, or straight line, to get to that tower. Um, you know, there's a rock wall there, but if you go a little farther north, you're going to expose yourself uh, to the rest of the camp there, but you should be fine to get in there. Do what... Do they seem to be this? This sound made me think of this from my view uh, the previous day. Does there seem to be? Do they seem to be making any sort of not weaponry in the sense of like artillery cannons, but like uh-huh. are they making you know uh, like I was just thinking like logs that could be piled and then pushed down the mountain or something as like a defense, or are they making uh, I, I don't know uh, you know piles and piles of 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 uh, rocks that could be used, uh, you know, to throw, you know, kind of building up their um, ar- ar- arsenal of, uh, of large-scale siege weaponry. Right. From what you've seen so far, no. Okay. But there's parts of the camp that you really haven't sure. had details on. But, yeah, you don't get that sense from these outskirts. Okay. Um, all right. So you make it to the base of the tower. Start climbing the tower. Same situation. Same situation. Hooded lantern, chamber pot, bench, skyrocket. Okay. Uh, he will very carefully move around again to the outside, staying low and trying to be quiet. And if he doesn't see anybody out on the platform or near the skyrocket, takes a mirror and like angles it towards the moon. To the, towards Glint. the moon, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And he he uh, signals Baron and Pembroke. All right, um, you guys. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be the same type of salty situation. Yep. You know, you get up there and now you're dragging Pembroke deeper into the camp here. It's not mm-hmm. like there's a source of warmth inside these towers, at least. Yeah. Um, but you're you get, safe from the elements. But you're yeah, you're safe from the elements. But like, there might be other buildings that have like a fire. Um, so you get up there. Same thing. Pembroke's kind of falling along, catching his breath. You get up there in the tower as well. Could Lork uh, give Pembroke his cold weather outfit, like? put it over him to give him an additional bonus to the outfit he's already wearing two cold weather outfits well yeah i mean could he get any bonus at all from having an additional layer like over him yeah plus one but it's it's the altitude that's the problem right 
Well, he's already fatigued. Um, right, yeah, I just didn't want him to take any more. He no, hasn't taken any, any cold damage, damage yet. Yeah. Not yet. Okay. No. Yeah. All right, I was just trying to think. It's more stuff, stuff know, I could do. I appreciate the He's effort. slow. If you got into a fight right now, what are you moving, 20 feet per round? Yeah. 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 My strength is five. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. It's not a spring chicken anymore. No. No, man. Um, oh, this is while you're fatigued. All right, so we're, we want to yeah, do yeah. the same thing to the sky rocket here. Okay. Same uh, sabotage. Roll uh, sleight of hand. 18. 18. Slightly better this time. You feel like, all right, if I did a couple more of these, I'd really have it down pat. <laughs> uh, but again, it's disabled. And that one was facing out over the whole camp, so that would have shot up, and everyone would have saw it. Um, Feyraza, you're up now going towards the slave pens. Yeah, she'll take the long the long way, but and she, and as she flies down, I think, can I do a perception check to see, like, if there are giants in the pen, or if there are, like, gatherings of people trying to stay warm or something. Yeah, there's, uh, go ahead and roll a perception. 24. 24. Uh, you don't see, you see two giants posted outside of the camp. Um, there are just dozens and dozens of these people, like, packed into tiny little spaces. They're huddling for warmth around pathetic little fires. Um, some people, like, up, trying to keep themselves warm, um, and bodies laying on the ground oh, already didn't survive just another rotting. day. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, so uh, Faraza will fly into the camp and land nearby one of the, like, groups of people trying to keep warm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll kind of, like, bird trot over. It's like a little bird. Right. I imagine they're pretty hungry, so she's going to try to like yes. keep Food, her distance a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, she's going to keep her distance a little bit. Uh, Is there somebody looking particularly weak? Um, yeah, absolutely. There's like a not an older in terms of Pembroke's age, but a little bit older, frail, rail thin. Uh, you think this is probably his last night. It's like 35. You're like 35. the cat in the hospital. <laughs> Today's his 35th yeah. birthday. <laughs> You're like the cat in the hospital that goes and climbs on the person's bed who's going to die like oh, the God. next day. You're exactly that. Uh, Faraza is going to... shivering under like a very small blanket with holes in it. She's going to very discreetly touch him with a talon and cast uh, Cure Light Wounds. Oh. oh. All right. So he just, all of a sudden, oh, he like takes a deep breath in and, and turns and just sees a, a bird and he goes to grab out at you. Yeah. Um, roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, very easily hop out of the way. <laughs> like, um, my friend, this might be very frightening, but I am not food. What is going on If here? you could remain calm and gather some others around, I will explain. Gather others to what to, to, to talk to a bird? I don't understand. <laughs> Why do I feel better all of a sudden? That was me. By the way, you're in a, a camp full of giants. Talking to a bird should be the least of your concerns. <laughs> uh, I, must, I must be seeing things from the cold. I've, I've heard stories of, 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 of going mad from the cold. It's, it's from the altitude. It's the altitude. It's the altitude. <laughs> it's driving me mad. The birds are talking. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to do. The altitude is driving me mad. I should, I should just throw myself into the fire. <laughs> and he throws himself into the fire. And he throws himself into the fire. <laughs> my, friend, my friend, what is your name? My name <laughs> is Bobaboo. Stop. Stop, Stop it. Stop it. Bobaboo. Stop it. B-O-B-A-B-O-O. 
Baba Boo. <laughs> He's writing it down. Baba Boo. Baba Boo <laughs> Jenkins. Oh, yes. Baba Boo Jenkins. I've heard you call into several radio stations. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Jenkins, my yes. name is Faraz Al Sid, and I come bearing a message of warmth and hope. Please. I, I do not understand, but I, I will listen to you, bird person. Bird person. <laughs> uh, so Faraza would like to explain to him that, the, you know, obviously this is a very tough, very terrible situation they're in, but there is hope on the way, but we need their help. And that any information they could give us about goings on in the camp, what's happening, and how, what, how we could best help them escape. Okay, so the general... Uh, feeling you get from Baba Boo Jenkins is that <laughs> town elder ba- Baba Boo Jenkins Baba Boo Jenkins uh, is that they are all far too cowed by the giant's presence to be of any use in a fight if you were like to we'll release them and that that that's right out of the question join our cause right yeah. um, <laughs> splat <laughs> yeah. he tells you that the giants are dependent on the slaves for their labor. They're used in various different things throughout the camp, both going up and down the mountain. The younger ones are used to go up and down the mountain. The stronger ones are used uh, in the camp to do things. Um, um, And then when people don't become of use anymore, they are the food supply as well. So stuff that you had already kind of gathered. Um, I'd say the most important uh, piece of information you gain from him is that out of the two giants that uh, guard this pen, one of them has a signal horn. And whenever uh, anything goes bad, they immediately sound that signal horn. Got it. And others come to squash it. Okay. Um, and Faraza is also going to... Though we, are, we are few in number, but we are mighty in character. Shall I tell you about my companions? Some of them, anyway. Yes, tell me a story, bird person. <laughs> it will warm my cold, my cold body. So she'll tell them about Lork Irontus, the famed, famed ranger. Oh. Come, he, he has come back from the dead to save you all. Oh. And Baron Ashpeak, oh my. gunslinger of the south oh. and north. <laughs> He's from north Wielder of an ancient, an ancient mighty firearm that oh. makes giants piss themselves in terror. Oh, can I warm myself by this firearm? (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of such a thing. We call it sometimes a magical hand banger. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have Pembroke. I should like to warm myself by a firearm. Cozy up with my children and tell a story around the firearm. <laughs> Perhaps have a firearm chat. <laughs> when, you are, when you are done corrupting this roleplay, perhaps you can tell your friends and family about those who wish to save your life. I'm sorry, I'm very cold. <laughs> who tell me more? Tell me more of your friends. Uh, and then we have Pembroke, an all-powerful wizard. Oh who has nothing much to lose and everything to gain by saving your life. Oh, my. And is he uh, adapted to this cold weather? And will he survive? Yes. Good, good. 100% yes. Good, good. Roll sense motive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Faraza is going to say, I must go, but spread word of us, but do not mention, but only to those you trust. 
Grant's fired up. <laughs> Grant's about to punch Matthew in the face. Tell only the gods. I, I just want you to ask about Lork's daughter so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sitting here like oh, yeah. leaning up. I forgot about and that. And you should have cast <laughs> Endure Elements on him to make his last hours pleasant, but you're a jerk. Way, so to, ru- way to ruin my step-off, Grant. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> asshole. Oh, all right, all right. Now he doesn't get it. Pause for edit. Pause for edit. Pause for edit. And Faraz will also ask if any... Anyone named Shael or someone vaguely orcish? Shael. Shael has come to the camp recently. Uh, or he, if he has heard anything. Most of the slaves here are human, but I have heard of others. Uh, I, I do not know of this Shael, though. Dang. <laughs> Alright, and then well, so fuck you then. <laughs> oh, 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 stop scratching she, me with your talents. Flaming spear. <laughs> Warm yourself by Warm this. Faraza then yes, we'll cast indoor elements on him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh. oh yes. Oh that feels nice. That feels nice. That feels nice. <laughs> That feels quite nice, yes. Oh, thank you. Um, would you mind doing that to the other 49 of us? <laughs> yes, I'll absolutely do that. Oh, and thank you. And, I mean, and then she'll fly away. <laughs> uh, as she's flying away, can she do a circle of the camp and see if she spots anybody vaguely orcish looking? Sure. Um, Pem- uh, yeah, Pembroke. I was say per- perception. 25. No, all appear to be human. Definitely no dwarves, halflings, or anything like that. Human, I mean, you can't tell skin tones or anything, but we're talking about a quarter orc we're looking for. So, as far as you can see, no. Okay. And then she'll head back down to the base camp to wait, await the others. Yeah, and we have been, as soon as we fixed the skyrocket, we've been just hightailing it back to camp trying to avoid that patrol. Well, and and I, covering tracks the whole way. And I meant to ask if we, this is the first time any of us have been up in that tower. So with our dark vision, I know it's impossible to see things under starlight, as uh, Skid pr- pointed out last time. <laughs> um, but is there any more new intel we got before we left? All right, so from that tower, you've got a really decent view of the stone giants guarding those caves um, first thing you notice is that they're still there why stone giants have dark vision ah mm. good to know most likely they'll be there both day and night guarding these caves for some reason oh I want to get in those caves so bad <laughs> and then the only other thing you really have a decent vantage point on is that other building on the frozen lake the one with the docks Sticking out, yes, to the lake itself. Yeah, yes, what's up with that? Whatever's going on in that building, you have no idea because there is zero activity coming and going from it. Definitely the ski lodge. Definitely <laughs> a good place for an apres ski. Happy is hour. there any light inside? Is there firelight inside? There may be people in there because there are some lights on, but you don't know what's going on in there. So they have electricity. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're doomed. We're going to stop it as a power grid. <laughs> Just get an electromagnetic pulse going. We'll be yeah, fine. That's right. Classic EMP attack. I have a theory about that building. Okay. What is it? I think that if every place we go not only has a weird burial ground, it also has an oracle. I think the oracle of this camp, if there is one, is in that building. Ooh. Calling mm-hmm. it now. Um, I have a question. From yes. from that uh, watchtower, the, the last watchtower that we were at where we have a better view of the, the pit and caves in the center... The do we get? Are we able to glean any more information from the cranes that uh, Feyraza saw? Are they operating at night? Are they hauling out anything at night? And does that have anything to do with the cracking 
sound that we heard or, or is that just the stone giants throwing stuff oh right we didn't see the giants actually making that noise we just heard it you don't think that those cranes have anything to do with that sound in fact the cranes every time you've watched both Verizon and you guys have never moved so hmm. perhaps they were already used to excavate the mountain and that job is done okay or they're just taking a week off okay well we'll come back next week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. It's uh, you know time is ticking away, but is your plan to get back down to I base think camp? We should get back down. Yeah, back down to base camp. Yeah. But that is a very encouraging trip. Yes, to know that we can move that far into the camp at night without being seen, as long as we avoid the patrol. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um. All right. So I won't worry about the other fortitude checks and stuff. You know, I won't worry about the stealth checks at this point. I'm assuming you're acting in a way that is going to get you out of there safely. Um, Because at this point, you're just on the outskirts. It's night. You're safe. You're waiting till our patrol pass. Go. Yeah. And you get back to your base. And we're making all effort to leave everything the way we found it. Obviously, there wasn't a lot of things in the watchtowers, but especially the tracks uh, inside, up, down, you know. If we drug snow into the tower, you know what I mean? Like right, right, right. Wiping that off as much as possible, making it melt. It's a waste to drug the snow. Isn't that for the, yeah, the longhouse? Um, I believe it's a zero-level spell. It's called Piss on Snow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you make it down to your base camp, and you set up your spike hut. Uh, Pembroke, you feel a little bit better now, but you feel like, you know, eight hours of sleep, you'll feel a lot more... Uh, a lot less fatigued, if anything else. All of you, um, with the exception of bird person. <laughs> uh, you've gained a little information, a little more information. Uh, obviously, Baba Boo Jen- Jenkins was able to tell you the state of the camp. You didn't really learn too much from him, but one thing you learned is if you want to make any sort of move on there, one of them's got a single signal horn. And you would think maybe others have signal horns as well. So that's good to think about. You can disable skyrockets all you want if they have signal horns. It's going to have the same effect. Same effect. So you guys camp. Yes. And it's a new day. What's the plan for day three? Day three. Of the Skier Guard infiltration. Do we want to start talking about setting up a new camp? Um, Deeper into the camp? Or do we want to maybe try tonight like planning today and executing tonight some shady business at the lower camp yeah i think we should definitely check out those caves and i think your uh earlier opportunity which i think you wisely passed up to peek into one of the tents to get some more maybe grab someone's i don't know if giants keep journals but if we can find a journal that describes why oh my God. They're, Troy's why they're adventures pissed. are filled with them. I'm okay. sure there's a journal in here. So somewhere. there's journals everywhere. If we can find, <laughs> if we can try if to roll higher on the perception check, there's one in the watchtower. <laughs> Lork found one in the tree. He climbed. If we can, <laughs> I was in here last week watching those cranes pull out all that stuff from the caves. I just think we should try to figure out in one of their tents like uh, some more intel on why they're upset or what the tension is. What if it's sexual in nature or not. Yeah. And we can sabotage another skyrocket. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Let's do that. So today I will prepare life bubbles for... I can prepare three of them, though. Those are all my fourth level spells. Carpet. Well, we I, do not plan on getting, on getting into a combat anyway. We better not. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think you need to 
Pembroke is like, no, no, it's all right. Don't waste it on me. I'll be fine. Oh, come now. It's just a little bit of physical discomfort. I've had my share of that in my life. I can endure it. It's fine. No, no. It's potent magic. I know. It is your most potent magic. Don't waste it on me. My friend, if I were to skip anyone, I would skip work. (laughs) <laughs> you to skip what? him as well <laughs> No offense skip him as well Cat Benatar attacks you Oh Cat Benatar, <laughs> Benatar shall benefit <laughs> Um No he's right It's those of us that have to do with the physical activity That are most harmed by the altitude If you If we can If Baron and I can get it longer Our stealth checks will be Less Encumbered <laughs> What? 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 <laughs> what does that sentence mean? I have no idea. Um, so don't worry about me. I'm. I am weaker. I. I will. It, I, I, I'll be fine. If I get into a pinch, I can always travel through the ether without leaving a trace. It's fine. You sure you don't want it? Yes, positive. Save it for uh, something special. <laughs> <laughs> a rainy day. Now, perhaps. are you going up during the day this time? Um, I was thinking about doing something during the day. Maybe Lord going up early, but no. I mean, I guess he could. No. They really do. Uh, now that we've looked at it a while, there really is only one angle into this camp. You can't come around from all sides. So there is a limit to what we can really do early on, uh, I think. So, yeah, I think, we should, I think we should focus on that, gather our strength. and Let's, let's talk out your options. Name, you know. All right. Well, we could. Options. All right. So we could go kind of set up shop at the first watchtower that we checked out, and have the stealthier among us go into the lower camp and see what's up. And right before that, Baron wants to, us to check out the hut or the the, the tent, tent at, at the, the bottom of, at the base of the watchtower for sure to see what's in there. Yeah, uh, and who maybe it's aligned to someone or something. There's no symbol on that tent, from what we can tell. I was right? thinking of checking one of the symbol tents inside of that area because I imagine that's where the stone giant or the frost giant who guards that tent might sleep. So I think we might have a better chance of finding an unoccupied tent while they're eating at the mess hall. That's going to be camp. so deadly. I wonder if Lork could send Cat Benatar into a tent. I mean, obviously can't get a lot of information, but could definitely. I can send my. Know. I can send my beetles. <gasps> Perfect. Oh yeah, yeah, there you go. So if we can just get up near the near the edge, do your beetles know how to read? <laughs> Let's check the spell. Can we learn? If, now we haven't seen any stone giants in the lower camp, right? We've seen. Ogres and uh, not even ogres. We've seen Ettens, trolls, and hills and hill sure. giants. There's no reason to, to think there aren't stone giants in in the camp, though. Okay, like, maybe not in the lower camp, but there. I was just I was just looking at the odds of dark vision, but I mean, I guess there's a lot of fires in that camp anyway, sure, so sure, everything's sure. pretty well lit. Okay, um, yeah, it's tough because if you look to the the west of that camp where the where the building is, you can't even come up the side because it's just a sheer cliff wall. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tricky, but I mean, it's not impossible. You just need a combination of stealth and visibility, and. Uh, Wild shape. You know what else we could do before we go, uh, do any kind of drastic measures within the camp is uh, one of us, Lork or the Beatles, could try to sneak around the outer ridge on the left and s- try to get a look in that house that's in the lower camp that we have no intel on yeah. to know what is going on in there. I mean, that sounds like an, I, have, I can produce Parazic. two Beatles. I can easily send one in. Yeah. yeah. They can fly, by the way. I just checked. They can fly? Yep. Awesome. They have a fly speed of 20 feet with perfect maneuverability. Perfect maneuverability. Huh. Awesome. Little hummingbirds. All right. 
uh, Beatles. I just think it's obviously it's so much safer to go at night. I don't know what we would do during the day. Let's do the three hour uh, difference like we did yesterday. That makes most sense, right? We leave three hours before sunset. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we actually, actually we do need to rest at like eight hours of the day because we spent overnight in the camp last night. So yeah. we do need to rest most of the day. Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right. I want to see inside one of them tents. Let's life bubble it up. Go to the lower camp. So Baron and Lork at life bubble. Okay. Does that keep us from even doing cold checks now or just the altitude? No, but I can do endure elements no, and communal if we all want it. No, no, no. We're good. All right. Okay. So you make your way back up at night. Back up at night. First stop is that first watchtower that we that we did the night before okay. and check the tent. Everybody roll your cold checks. Cold checks first. Got it. 31. Made it. 33. Okay, and then Pembroke roll an altitude check. Uh, fail. Fail. All right, so Pembroke, again, fatigued. That journey is no easier the second time around. He doesn't like it. He does not like it. No, he's really, he's kind of slowing you guys down, too. Yeah. But assuming all things are the same, and we will assume that, you get back to the tower. Okay. All of you. So if there is uh, kind of a sealed opening to the tent, Lork wants to kind of make eyes at Baron, like, let's kind of flank either side of this tent. Uh, we'll have Pembroke, you know, prepared to do whatever he must do in the event that there's someone in here that's going to see us. And then Lork wants to try to, like, stealthily open the flap of the tent. Okay, roll a stealth check. Come on. This is awesome. Please, not a Do it. What? Please. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, oh, come on. Oh, no. 19. 19. No, no, I'm sorry. 23. He's not fatigued anymore. From 20. Last night. All right, I need to turn that off. Three. As well. Oh, natural four. You Just peek into the tent very, very carefully, and it's empty. Huh. I was holding my breath. It looks like, uh, you know, other guards would stay down here. If they needed a double, double guard duty, but right now it's unmanned. And when you were doing your research up in the tree, your recon rather, you never saw someone, anyone, come or go from that tent in the eight hours that you were there. Okay, you know what I want to do that I hadn't thought of before. Right outside of the that uh, watchtower, that path, I want to look for tracks of trolls and and two wolves. Okay, just Which path? S- the path that's that we're basically on, uh-huh. like where the watch that watchtower is heading up to the lower camp. Roll survival. I want to see if that is part of their rotation. Uh, that is a thirty-nine. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, they, so they might they, come on this path. Yep, they're, they they check out what's going on in the camp, but you feel like w- their main job is to leave the camp and make sure no one's coming up. Um, leave like the lower camp. You mean the, or, or leave the, the whole entire place? Camp, yeah. There, there's a patrol around the camp, and there's there are patrols around the camp, and there are patrols going down the mountain as well. I mean, Feyraza saw them on her first trek when she was looking for Skiergarden. Right, we right, saw right. two trolls and two wolves. All right, Baron. Baron, I think we go to the, the watchtower by the lower camp and try to disable that. Oh. Or do you want to do the tents first? Thank God we're finally role-playing, Lork. I'm excited. Uh... I think we should try to get into that second tower, and then we can get a better sense of what tent we want to look into there. Agreed. Pembroke, stay back. Wait for my signal. All right, I'll wait here. 
Lorca is going to try to make a direct line, which is way out in the open. But he's going to try to stealth. I mean, if it makes sense, if there's a giant directly in his path, he's going to try to stealth from the first watchtower to the watchtower of the lower camp. Okay. Um, everybody roll another uh, cold check. Made it. 16. Made it. Made it. Okay. Got it. Because you have to wait another hour to get an opportunity for there to be a path. To thin out a to little thin bit. To thin out. Now roll a stealth check. <laughs> now roll four this time. Oh, boy. I'm going to pull out my Denver. Oh, the Denver yellow. die. Baron, you staying back at the first tower? Or Until you I get a little s- wave. Okay. Okay. Natural one. Oh, oh, you, you oh, killed it. You've got to be kidding you killed me. killed the die. What's the total on that? 20. 20. Uh, <laughs> 20. On the most, the, the, clearly the most dangerous one yet. <laughs> well, I rolled a perception check just for the hell of it. What I roll, Skit? Natural one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Lucky. And they're not looking wow. for trouble. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. So you just... So Lork knows he did something stupid. You wipe out maybe on the way, slide in the snow or something, but you get to the base of that tower. <sighs> all right. And as of right now, that tower doesn't have a tent underneath it. Yeah. But same situation. Six poles, hexagonal yeah. platform, ramp leading to stairs. He's going to go up it really quick. He's always, like shaking and like nervous. Mm-hmm. Now he knows he screwed up. Um when he gets up there, he's going to look in a, I mean, a natural one for, for your role. It looks to Lork like they're not paying any attention. So right. he's going he's gonna to clear Baron. I don't know if Pembroke should even come. I mean, if there's this many giants this close. I always leave these judgment calls in the wise mind of Pembroke himself. Sure. Well, if there is trouble, if I see it from where I am, I, I can, or hear it, I can fly over. But uh, it's probably best if I don't make the journey in the meanwhile until until they see that. I hate to leave you like this, Pembroke, but no, I... I'll be fine. I, I feel faith chilly, in your power. A little chilly, a little short of breath, that's all. It's a bit nippy. A bit nippy. <laughs> I, could do, I could do for a spot of tea, of course. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just like my actual grandfather. <laughs> just always complaining about the cold. Where's Feraza? <laughs> what time is it, Grant? Uh, Feraza will... I think mean, her, she's going to go with these guys so they, sh- they, they can tell her which tent to check out. Okay. With so the insect. Baron, yeah. you're going to go roll your stealth. Obviously. Oh, natural one. Oh, oh my god. No. Oh, wow. Two natural ones on the stealth. For a total of 14. For a total of 14. Oh, I cannot believe that. Ugh. Why don't I get a really tiny die that no one can read? Pembroke <laughs> and Feyraza both roll a perception check. Oh, oh no, 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 no. 28. 15. 28-15. So, Lork, you go over there, and you just, you timed it poorly. Maybe you slipped on the ice, but, like, you thought, they, they definitely saw me. They definitely saw me. Maybe a giant walked by and then just went the other way, and you zipped your way to the tower. tower. What'd you guys roll for perception? 15. 28. 28. Pembroke, you're looking over there, and you're like, something is not right, but you can't oh, no. quite place it. Baron, you run over there and you like drop something or whatever and you, you go to pick it up and it screws up your timing just a little bit. You get to the base of the tower. Roll a perception check. Can I roll a perception no. from the tower? Okay. Perception is 21. 21. You are 
23 for unusual stonework. Before you go, <laughs> I just want to be clear. You're starting your, to make your way up the tower. You didn't feel confident about your role up there. Feyraza, as you're flying over, you see a frost giant making his way to the tower. And Baron doesn't see him. Oh, no. We'll see you next week. Oh, shit. Fuck. Oh, Just what the party. Oh, my. Oh, this is how Baron dies. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 